When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to the Latin American History Podcast, episode 81, The Conquest of Peru, part 10. At the end of last episode, we left the Spanish trapped inside Cusco. Among them were all of the Pizarro brothers, with the exception of Francisco. After much accommodation and attempts to use the Spanish in their own political battles, the Inca had finally had enough and now they were determined to drive the Spanish out. With those internal struggles now resolved once and for all, there was nothing to distract and obscure their vision of what these foreigners were actually doing to their empire, their population and their culture. In Manco, they'd finally found a leader who appeared up to the task, and the early signs were promising. He'd managed to coordinate his rebellion in secret, deftly playing the political game, keeping Hernando Pizarro on side for long enough to escape Cusco, and then he'd managed to unite the empire behind him. This was the first time in a long time that it had followed just one leader. The Spanish had been pushed back into the central square, and Manco's soldiers had put up barricades, calling a halt to the fighting overnight. The next morning things continued in the vein of the afternoon before but with more fighting at the new fixed front line, as opposed to the advances of yesterday. The Spanish sent their horsemen to make charges, and they tried to break down the barricades. For their part, the Inca tried to force their way in, and they climbed the walls of building to shoot arrows and throw rocks down on the Spanish. By midday, somehow, the Spanish had managed to avoid losing a single soldier. This was largely thanks to their armour. It is likely that they had lost some of their indigenous allies, but of course they don't record that. It was quite a desperate situation, but these facts were encouraging to the Spanish, 
they were defending themselves as well as could be expected. They couldn't, however, do this forever. They were still trapped, and they would eventually run out of food. They must have been tiring as well. They all had to fight every moment, whereas the Inca could rotate their soldiers all the time. The Spanish had no idea if help was coming, so they had to do something. All of their options were bad. Perhaps a more accurate way of putting it was that in terms of options, they seemed to only really have one. That was to try and fight their way out and abandon the city. But this was no option at all, really, considering the numbers which surrounded them on all sides. Perhaps there was one other possibility. It was almost as impossible as fighting their way out. In fact, to do it, they would have to fight their way to the edge of the city. But there was no better plan. If you're lucky enough to visit Cusco, you will most likely start off wandering around the historic centre, admiring the Spanish colonial buildings and the bits of Inca architecture which have survived, sometimes built into those later Hispanic constructions. You'll find yourself able to visit the remains of specific buildings, which were the most important in the empire, and to mentally strip away the Spanish stuff to create a picture of what the city must have been like when it was in the control of the great state. You can even visit the square that the Spanish were defending. After you've seen all this, you might well find yourself visiting the fortress which overlooks the city, Sacsayhuaman. It was from here that Manco Inca's generals were coordinating his attack on the city. Even today it's imposing. Three sets of great walls mark its perimeter, made using the Inca technique of slotting enormous rocks together in such a perfect way that no cement is needed. Below the whole city of Cusco is visible, and you can see why this location was chosen as a place to defend the city, or in this case, to coordinate winning it back. It's close enough to provide safety to an army's leadership, while still being right in the middle of things. But it was also close enough for the Spanish to reach without having to fight their way through the whole Inca army. If the Spanish could launch an attack and capture the fortress, they might be able to disrupt the Inca army enough to give themselves some breathing room. It was Juan Pizarro who was given the job of attacking Sacsayhuaman, and he was given 50 men on horses and less than 100 indigenous allies to do it. To break out of the square, Juan charged as fast as he could into the nearest group of Inca soldiers using surprise to his advantage. Then he fought his way up the hill, trying to move as quickly as he could, but regularly having to stop as he was faced by large groups of Inca. They made it look as if they were trying to escape, and in doing so they caused the Inca to move some of their soldiers further up the road, which it was presumed they would take. But then the Spanish turned to their side, and they moved towards the fortress. Soon they'd reached its walls, Getting there had been difficult enough, but getting past the walls would be even harder. Juan ordered an experimental charge towards them, but it had to turn back as the soldiers above pelted them with stones and arrows. He had another go. They charged the main gate, and this time they managed to get through. This was just the first set of walls, however. Once inside, they were still being attacked from the top of that first wall, so they fought their way up the stairs to clear it. As they did this, 
Juan was hit on the head with a stone. It was getting dark now, and the Spanish were forced to retreat back onto the plain outside the fortress. Juan's condition worsened, and he was no longer able to command the assault. Two weeks later, he died. News reached Gonzalo, back in the central square, and as Juan had cleared out a path, the next day he went up to command the attack. Manco pulled another 5,000 soldiers away from the city and up to defend the fortress. The rest of the day was a stalemate. The Spanish were unable to make any progress. So that evening, they decided to try attacking at night. Once it was dark, the majority of the Spanish soldiers, including Hernando, moved up to join Gonzalo, and they brought with them hastily made ladders. Their surprise attack worked, and they quickly made it over the first wall. It wasn't long before they were over the second as well. Scaling the third was harder, but as the sun started to come up, they had just about taken it, and the Inca soldiers were defending the towers inside. After another morning of fighting, the generals left by the back door, and they ordered the soldiers to retreat. Those that remained inside were overrun by the Spanish. With that victory, things settled into a state of siege. The Incas stopped trying to overrun the Spanish, and they decided to wait them out. There were so many of them that surely they could have taken the city, but Manco must have decided that the cost would have been too great. I have read that so far in the fighting, between two and four thousand Inca might have been killed, whereas the Spanish had lost thirty-five of their own, two of their African slaves and an, of course, unmentioned number of indigenous allies. It's possible that Manco's attention was elsewhere at this point. He knew that the Spanish leader, Francisco Pizarro, was not in Cusco. He was down in Lima. To complete his campaign to drive them out, it was perhaps more important to remove Francisco from the situation. To do this, he had sent another section of his army down to Lima under the command of a general, called Kizo Yupanqui. Pizarro, meanwhile, had sent a much smaller group up to find out what was going on in Cusco and to try and help. Halfway there, though, they were ambushed by Kizo's force, who had been hiding at the top of a steep valley. Having learned from Cajamarca and from Kizkis's rebellion, the Inca now knew how best to fight the Spanish. It seemed that their armour, horses and guns matched Inca numbers. So instead of fighting them in the open, the best approach was to use surprise and geography to neutralise these advantages. In this case it worked perfectly. And then it worked perfectly again when they encountered another group of about 60 Spaniards following along to Cusco. Kizo wiped out both of these groups. Next he reached Huauja, and in a day he managed to clear it completely of Spaniards. Apparently only one survived and managed to reach Lima to tell Pizarro what had happened. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. With his communication cut off, Pizarro kept feeding the advancing Inca army, small but proportionally large when you consider how few Spaniards were in Peru, groups of soldiers. He had no idea just how united the Inca were against him, and so he decided to try and create a new factional battle within Inca politics by announcing that Manco was no longer emperor, and that another of his brothers now held the title. He held a coronation in Lima, and then sent the brother up to Cusco, in the hope that at least some of the Inca nobility would follow him. And what he didn't realise was that not even his chosen candidate followed him. He had managed to get word to Quizo, and tell him their route. En route, this newly declared emperor's Spanish escort was attacked, both from the outside by Kizo, and from the inside by this new emperor and his guards. Finally, Kizo used the same ambush tactics to defeat a fourth group of soldiers Pizarro had sent up against Cusco. This was by far the most sustained series of victories the Inca had achieved since the Spanish arrived. Things were looking serious for the Spanish now, and Pizarro started sending requests for help from the outside world. He sent a letter to de Alvarado, asking him to come back, and news reached the king in Spain, who no doubt noticed that his share of the gold and silver had not. Nobody arrived, however, and soon Quizo had reached Lima. Your average Spanish soldier could be forgiven at this point for thinking that their campaign was over. So far they'd been extremely successful but now the empire was united against them, and the reality of their position was starting to assert itself. They were just a small group in the heart of enemy territory, and they had both caused and taken advantage of chaos 
to subvert the existing order and violently try to impose their own. Basically, they'd done everything that they could to make the Inca hate them, and to want to destroy them. Now it looked like the Inca had finally got their act together, and that they were about to do it. It looked like the end, and it should have been, but things were about to turn around again. Manco Inca was about to make some miscalculations, which would allow the Spanish the room they needed to recover. Their recent successes had come by utilising patience and newly developed tactics to counter Spanish armour and horses. The victories Kizo had just achieved came from using the mountainous geography to bypass these Spanish advantages. When his army reached Lima, Kizo wanted to wait and to try to find a way to repeat his proven method. Manco, however, ordered him to attack the city immediately. The Spanish knew they were coming, so the element of surprise was lost. What's more, although Lima was still an improvised settlement, whose buildings were under construction, it did provide somewhere that could be defended. It was located down on the flat coastal plain, exactly the geographical conditions which allowed the Spanish to utilise all their military advantages. Kizo surrounded the city, and for five days he attempted to move in and enter it. Just as had happened in Cusco, while he succeeded in trapping the Spanish inside, they were able to defend their position. Using their guns to fire into the mass of troops, and charging out with their cavalry, they were able to repel the Inca, and inflict losses without losing too many of their own. On the fifth day, Kizo decided to throw everything at it, and he led the attack himself. The result was the same as it had been on the previous days, except on a larger scale. They made no more progress into the city, and more Inca soldiers died. Kizo himself was killed in the fighting. Overnight, without their general, the army retreated back into the mountains, and gave up on taking Lima. Meanwhile, the siege of Cusco was dragging on. Having captured Sacsayhuaman, the Spanish had given themselves some breathing room and a more defensible position. Completely cut off from the rest of their countrymen, the Spanish had no idea what was happening in Lima. With the lack of news and reinforcements, the possibility that they were the only Spaniards left alive in Peru must have felt like a very real one. There was an increasing feeling that no matter how difficult it would be, they had to do something. The situation was not much different to what it had been before they took the fortress. All their options involved fighting their way out of the city, and if they managed to do that, moving through hostile territory. If they survived the initial escape, where would they go? The obvious answer was to try to reach Lima. If they did that, they could at least find out if Pizarro and the rest of the Spaniards were still there, and still alive. If they were not, then the sea would be their only evacuation route, so perhaps there would be some chance of getting out down there. Of course this involved a long and dangerous journey, during which they'd be completely exposed. They didn't know this, but they would most likely take the same roads through the mountain passes, where Kiso had so successfully beaten multiple groups of Spanish soldiers. 
Instead of doing this, Hernando decided to try and repeat the success he'd had when he took Sacsayhuaman. On the hypothetical visit to Cusco I mentioned earlier, once you spent a few days seeing the city, there's a good chance you would take a trip up the nearby sacred valley. This valley was extremely important to the Inca. Besides being spectacular in terms of landscapes, it's also packed full of historic sites. A succession of emperors built palaces there, and just past its end is Machu Picchu. The great Pachacuti had built his palace at a place called Oyataytambo, 45 miles from Cusco, and it was here that Manco had decided to base himself. Today, Oyataytambo is still one of the most interesting Inca sites in Peru. It has sacred buildings, impressive terraced farms, which the Inca carved out of the hills above, as well as food storage buildings, perched on the steep valley sides. It also has defensive constructions, which Manco had ordered built at this very moment. Hernando's plan was to break out of Cusco and march up the valley to attack Oyataytambo and Manco directly. Using the element of surprise, he managed to fight his way out of the city and make steady progress up the valley until they reached the walls. Here they were fired upon by the defenders, and they had to pause while they tried to work out how to get inside. The Inca had the advantage of their fortifications, but as we've seen, it was becoming increasingly obvious how important geography was in determining the outcome of these battles. Here, it gave both sides advantages. The Inca could use the steep sides of the valley in the same way in which they used their walls, occupying the higher ground to limit the effectiveness of the Spanish horses. On the other hand, the bottom of the valley itself was flat, and this allowed the Spanish to charge along it and inflict huge losses on whoever they found down there. Well, they tried to work out a way to use this fact to their advantage. Manco was busy implementing a clever strategy. To irrigate the valley, the Inca had built a network of canals, which could be used to control the flow of water into the river which flowed down the centre of the valley. The Inca ordered all of these canals opened at once, and soon the ground on which the Spanish stood was turning into a lake. Before he'd had a chance to even really attack, Hernando realised that he had no choice but to give up and to go back to Cusco. A victory is never a bad thing, and the events at Oyataytambo meant that the siege of Cusco would continue. Hernando and the Spanish were still trapped within the city. However, as we shall see, the stalemate there couldn't continue forever. Pizarro was now free to send troops from Lima, and Manco was unable to make the decisive push and to take advantage of the precarious position the Spanish had been in. Soon, the momentum of the rebellion and the Spanish conquest of Peru will change direction again. You've been listening to the Latin American History Podcast, written and recorded by Max Sargent. For more information, visit the website www.maxargent.com slash the history of Latin America. And that's spelt M-A-X-S-E-R-J-E-A-N-T. 
If you have any comments or questions, feel free to get in contact at History of Latin America Podcast at gmail.com. You can also find the Facebook page by searching for the Latin American History Podcast. The Twitter handle is at History Latin AM. And if you've liked the show, you can help out by leaving a review on iTunes. Alternatively, if you visit the website, you'll see that each episode is accompanied by relevant photos. Most of these are my own, taken during my time in Latin America. All these photos and more are available to purchase as prints at my Etsy shop. You can find this at www.etsy.com slash photo. That's spelt www.etsy.com slash m-a-x-s-e-r-j-e-a-n-t photo. Thanks for listening. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.